0: Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or bin. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing! Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy wimpy wimpy! <laughs> Hello. Good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. It's Lani, and today it's just me, and we're going to do a little solo episode. We're going to do an advice episode. I was inspired to do this episode from Emma Chamberlain. I really love her advice episodes, so here I am. How many times can I say advice in a sentence? I don't know, but I just did it. Anyways, I'm super excited. I asked you guys what topics you want me to cover on Instagram at LannyBFit if you're not following me there. I always will post things on there to get you guys to participate. That's also how Lanny Listens happens and where I draw the questions from. So if you're not following me on Instagram already, definitely go check that out. It's always linked in the show notes. But anyways, let's get into our segments and then we'll get into the bulk of the episode. Guys, I'm really excited. I'm feeling good. It's Thursday morning and you know I got a haircut yesterday, so that's actually one of my current faves. But Let's start with our weekly intention. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. So my weekly intention is to date myself. Yes, I said that right. Date myself. I am now on date myself TikTok. Like that is where I'm at right now. Clearly TikTok knows what I need, but I'm going to date myself. I'm going to take myself out for coffee. I'm going to tell myself positive affirmations. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to dress good for me so I can feel good, you know, date myself people. But this leads me in to my tip of the week and my tip of the week, although I'm going to be giving many tips in today's episode, but my specific core tip of the week is if you're feeling tempted to message an ex or to reach out to someone who once didn't treat you so well, but you're kind of just feeling lonely and you want that validation and that attention, text or call a friend instead. Go on a walk, listen to a podcast, work out, do something to keep yourself busy. Surround yourself with positive energy. You don't need to drag that negative energy back into your life. If you are... Bringing back a negative energy into your life in one way, it's going to manifest itself into your life in many other different ways. And we don't want that, sis. Like, you want to be positive. You want to attract good things into your life. And they left your life for a reason. Good things don't get lost or don't disappear. So don't be tempted to message that ex. Message your friend instead. Make it a good habit. Brooke and Danielle were actually talking about this on Gals on the Go, and I was already doing this myself, but like they said, message or call a friend instead. Don't message them. It's really not worth it, I promise, and if they don't reply, it's just going to make you feel shittier, so message your friends over crappy exes. So this week, we're going to be skipping Lanny Listens and What My Therapist Said, because essentially this whole episode is Lanny Listens, but now on to my current faves. You guys are probably obsessed with this as well. I mean, if I know you guys and you're similar to me, which I'm assuming because I just talk with you guys all the time, but I am currently obsessed with Madison Beer's Vogue makeup tutorial. I've been doing it, the eye look pretty much, and the skincare, I'm back on my blush game. I've been using my Becca Be A Light palette. I absolutely love it. I'm wearing it right now. I feel like a confident queen. I love how my eyes look. So if you haven't heard of this Madison Beer Vogue makeup tutorial, I don't know where you've been, maybe sleeping under a rock, maybe not on TikTok, maybe not on YouTube, but it's been all over my For You page and I had to watch it and I'm obsessed. Let me just say, and on Sunday, I think I'm going to get the Charlotte Tilbury bronzer stick or contour wand thing because she used that and it looked amazing so we're gonna invest in that on to my next favorite which I talked a little bit about but I got a haircut yesterday and I cut off all the dead ends of my hair and my hair is actually longer than it normally is when I get it cut normally it's like kind of pretty much like collarbone but it's still pretty long the dead ends are just off and it feels so much thicker and healthier and I love it And it was my first time not dyeing my hair in a really long time when I got it cut. So it's kind of nice just to give my hair a break and allow it to repair because you guys know I'm on my health care and growth journey. And she's feeling healthy. She's feeling thick and voluminous. And we're going to try and keep it that way. I don't want dead ends. I want my hair to grow. And... I'm trying out everything and anything, and I will report back in like three months if I see any progress, what's going on. I just got the Orbe Thickening scalp Thickening Spray and scalp Scrub in a PR box, so I'm excited to try that out. It said in like one month, you start seeing changes in three months, significant changes, so I will give you the rundown on that once I experience it. I've only used it once, but I'm super excited. Love my new haircut. Love how my hair is kind of darker, but still kind of light because like the blonde at the bottom is kind of cut off. But also, guys, I already know I'm obsessed with Bieber's new album, Justice. It's Thursday. The album comes out tomorrow. So excited. And I know I'm already going to be listening to it on repeat. So I'm putting it on here. I'm just that confident in his ability. And, you know, I've been a Bieber since day one. So here I am. And of course, it's all my favorites. If I'm talking a little bit fast today, it's because I'm a little bit nervous. You know, guys, I have an interview later today. I applied for a key leader position at my store. I work at Lululemon, for those who don't know. So a key leader is like a supervisor position. I'm having a lot of imposter syndrome with this. I feel like I'm not qualified yet when I totally am. Um, But I'm kind of nervous for the interview. But at the same time, I'm like not ever get that vibe like I feel like with zoom interviews and zoom calls and all that it kind of takes the nerves of like walking into a space for an interview like I can do it in the comfort of my own home which is really nice and I've had a lot of experience this past year interviewing on podcasts I haven't had a job interview since I interviewed for this job so I'm a little out of practice for that but I've been interviewing a lot in a different way so I'm really curious to see how I will feel when I'm in the group interview and with having all this experience doing podcasting, both being the interviewer and the interviewee. So I'm curious, but I will let you guys know what happens with that, whether I get hired as that position or not. There's quite a few people applying internally from our store and quite a few external applicants, but I'm excited whether I get this job or not. I think interviewing for jobs is really good experience and with me approaching graduation and entering my last semester in the fall, I think it's really good to start getting some practice and experience interviewing for, I guess, big girl jobs. So that is what's up. But anyways, let's hop in to the bulk of the episode, the advice, what you are here for. So I'm going to open up my story and go to my question box that I asked you guys. And I'm going to keep this like really light and spontaneous okay maybe not light because some of these questions are a bit deeper but you know just like spontaneous and fun and hopefully give you guys the advice that you're looking for and provide you with some words of wisdom from Lanny. okay (laughs) okay someone put finding your tribe this is something that honestly comes so close to home for me because for the longest time I felt like I didn't have people that I truly connected with around me and yes I had friends and yes I had Stages where I had friend groups and stages where I had a bunch of different friends everywhere. But I found that a lot of the times until like this past year, I felt like I was putting in all the effort in the friendship. And yes, that could just be my perspective. I want to put that disclaimer. It could have just been my perspective, but I feel like I have finally found my tribe. And what do I mean when I say I found my tribe? I finally found the people that I can be authentically myself around, the people that reach out to me and put in just as much effort as i do into the friendship it's not just me reaching out they're reaching out to me they're checking in on me and they really care about me and they value me and spending time with me and value me as a person and the feeling is mutual when it comes to the friendship before i kind of used to feel really one-sided i felt unwanted I felt excluded. I felt like I had to constantly invite myself to things. I wasn't ever just invited. And like, there's nothing wrong with inviting yourself to things. I will still do that. But I feel like a lot more included. And yes, I don't necessarily have a friend group. Like I don't have that typical group of friends that you see in the movies of high school and college students. Like that's not me. I have groups of friends in different places. I have a lot of close individual friends all over, whether it be from work or school or through Instagram or just like individual relationships. And honestly, I've learned that it's quality over quantity. I'd rather have three really good friends that really value me and love me and support me and are there for me than 20 friends who... I feel I can't really connect with and don't really have my back and aren't going to be there for me through the thick of it. So just know that if you feel like you don't have your tribe right now, it is coming. And don't be afraid to utilize social media and to, you know, reach out to someone like that's how me and Mackenzie became friends. Mackenzie strong. She's my best friend. And I like to call her my twin flame. Like I actually think she's my friendship soulmate. And I know she feels this way too. And we literally met over Instagram. I wouldn't have found her otherwise. I wouldn't have met her otherwise. At least I don't think she lives around 40 minutes away from me. So Don't be afraid to reach out and don't be afraid to step out of the norm. Don't be afraid to step out of your inner circle, the community, the social bubble that you grew up in. It's okay to be different. Don't be afraid of that. Your friends should want to meet you halfway. They should want to support you. They should not be questioning everything that you're doing. They should be your number one fan and you should feel that way towards them as well. Okay, A listener asked, how to focus on your well-being above everything else? I've been struggling lately. Girl, sis, me too. It is definitely hard. I know that when I was at Laurier, a lot of the times I was constantly asked, why are you working out when it was finals? And how are you not working till like 2 a.m. in the morning? Like, how are you going to bed at 10 a.m. during finals or like midterms or whatever? And see, the thing is for me, if my mental health isn't there. I'm not going to be able to focus on my schoolwork. I'm not going to be able to perform to my best. I'm not going to be able to show up as my highest self. And showing up as my highest self involves taking care of myself, both mentally and physically. And that involves journaling, going for walks, having self-care nights, like taking a bath, a candlelit bath, doing face masks, sitting in front of Netflix, just zoning out, reading a book, spending time with friends, working out. And I think it's so important to know that in order for you to be able to succeed in school or your career or anything else in life, you need to be able to know that everything is okay mentally and internally. And what I mean by that is that you're not feeling drained or burnt out. You're not neglecting nutrition, your wellness, etc. So I think it's really important to integrate routines and habits that are always going to be there and that you're always going to base your day off of. Like, yes, they're going to change depending on your schedule, but these are like your non-negotiables. So what are your non-negotiables that are going to allow you to show up as your highest self and be able to put yourself out there for others? You need to put yourself first and care about yourself first before you can give yourself to others. You can't pour from an empty cup. And so my non-negotiables are working out at least a few times a week, Obviously, you guys know that I surpassed that because it's what makes me feel my best. Eating food that makes me feel good mentally and physically, whether it be chocolate or a smoothie, an ice cream sundae, or a salad. It doesn't matter. Whatever is going to make me feel really good and energized and satisfy me, that's what I'm going to eat, and that's where intuitive eating comes into play. Journaling has also become a huge part of ensuring that I'm in the right headspace before going about my day. Whether I journal in the morning before work or school or whatever my day entails or whether I journal before bed because I didn't have time in the morning it really helps me clear my headspace and keeps everything in tune and in check in between my therapy sessions. Therapy has also been a huge aspect to my growth in terms of building my self-esteem and starting to believe in myself and being able to perform better because my mental headspace space is better and it's not being consumed by what ifs and should of thoughts. So I think it's really important to figure out what your non-negotiables are and how you can incorporate them into your daily routine. Now you don't have to incorporate these all at once. It can be slowly over time. Like say for this week, you're going to start going to bed at 10. Like say you want to be in bed at 10 and you want to read for an hour before bed. And next week, you're going to focus on now drinking more water. And the week after, you're going to start incorporating one yoga workout per week. It's what makes you feel your best. And that's going to look different for everyone. But I think it's really important to figure out what your non-negotiables are. And it doesn't have to be this one million step morning routine or night routine. You have to find what works for you. And that may not be what works for me. So try on air and find what works for you and makes you feel your best, both mentally and physically. Sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there, but you know what? It's okay. We've got this. So going after your goals and career dreams while dealing with imposter syndrome. I totally feel this imposter syndrome. I'm currently looking at potential job positions that I want to apply for, companies I want to work for, and I feel like I'm not qualified for anything. I've Done this undergraduate degree. I'm basically done. I have a lot of experience under my belt for someone my age. And I feel like I just don't have the qualifications for anything when I know in reality that is not the truth. Even like I said, with applying for this key leader role, I've been working at Lululemon for over a year. I've done previous retail positions. I've taken the steps to learn what. A leader does and is, and I'm still having imposter syndrome. So it's really important to snap yourself into reality and to realize that you are capable and that you do have something to bring to the table and to not be afraid to go after that job. Like, yes, maybe that role is too senior for you, but you can still apply, you can still get that experience, you can still put your name out there. You'll never know until you try or until you ask. The worst answer you can get is no. So I think it's important to put your ego aside and to just shoot your shot because, like I said, the worst outcome is that they say no or they don't answer you. So we're just going to take a little coffee break. You know, I'm sipping my half almond milk, half oat milk latte. I made it with Cafe Landwehr's espresso beans, which by the way are also a current fave. I love their coffee currently. And I frothed a little honey and cinnamon into the milk. I hope that was ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, for you. <laughs> okay. Also, like, I'm sorry if this episode is going all over the place. I'm just kind of just speaking in the moment. No script, nothing. We're just here. Okay. A listener asked how to cultivate a healthy and loving relationship with yourself, feeling complete while alone. It's so important to love yourself and be comfortable with being alone and being independent before you're able to give yourself to someone else. And I know this is really hard to hear and it's really easy to forget about, but it's so important to... Mm -hmm be confident in yourself and be able to be independent and do your own thing mm-hmm. before you give yourself to someone else. Because if you are solely depending on that person to have love for yourself, then you're going to be so much more heartbroken if they things don't work out. So what can you do to cultivate this healthy and loving relationship with yourself? I think positive affirmations are a huge game changer, whether you are writing them down in your journal every morning like I do, or you're saying them to yourself while looking in the mirror, or you're doing what I suggested on last week's episode of the podcast by shouting them either out loud or mentally while running or working out whatever you're doing. It can really help shift your perspective and your relationship with yourself and help you grow so much more love and appreciation for yourself and who you are as a person at the core some examples of positive affirmations are i am deserving i am strong i'm intelligent i am enough actually i can my challenges are my opportunities the list goes on but i think positive affirmations are a really good place to start and learning how to be comfortable with being alone so doing things by yourself like reading a book or going for a walk and grabbing a coffee or taking yourself out for lunch or going and picking up lunch because maybe the restaurants aren't open because of the pandemic and everything. But I think it's really important to be independent. I've always been a very independent person. um, And I feel like as I've gotten older, I become more independent in a very healthy way. I did used to be scared to like go to the washroom at a party by myself or go up to the counter and like ask for something. But now I'm able to do those things on my own. And it honestly helps with your self esteem and your self confidence. I also think going to therapy really helps. I go to cognitive behavioral therapy, and my therapist, Tamar, really helps with me changing my mindset and reframing and changing my perspective. And changing my inner dialogue and narrative of how I speak to myself and the story I dictate. So if you aren't in therapy already, I highly recommend it. There are so many amazing resources and you don't have to necessarily be going through anything to go to therapy. Everyone needs someone to talk to. And BetterHelp is a really good place to start. I'm not sponsored by them, but I've heard amazing things about them and I'll have it linked down below. I've linked it before in my show notes, but I definitely recommend checking that out if you don't know where to look for a therapist, but I'm in cognitive behavioral therapy, which is great for anxiety. So if you struggle with anxiety, maybe look into that type of therapy. Um, new books you would recommend. Okay. This is kind of just like a little fun one. But I'm currently reading Beach Read. I haven't read too much of it, but I've heard it's amazing. So there's that one. I just finished November 9th by Colleen Hoover. That was amazing. In Five Years by Rebecca Surley was a really good one. Why Men Love Bitches, I really like that one. I highly recommend it, especially if you feel like, you're in this cycle of repetition of how relationships go with potential significant others when you're dating, I highly recommend it. Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I haven't finished this. According to iBooks, I am 81% complete. I kind of got bored near the end. I really just wanted a fiction novel, but Untamed by Glennon Doyle is amazing. What else? Confess by Colleen Hoover. Wasn't my favorite Colleen Hoover book, but was still really good. Wish You Were Here by Renee Carlino. It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. so good. The Unhoneymooners was also really good. Normal People by Sally Rooney. One Day in December by Josie Silver. If you like a romance thriller, You Are Not Alone by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekanine. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Also really good. And highly highly recommend before we were strangers by renee carlino i know i just spewed a bunch of books at you but maybe pause and rewind and write these all down they were so good maybe i'll make a post on the morning ray podcast instagram so that you have reference of that and you can go and check those books out i highly recommend them i'm a sucker for romance novels like fiction romance so that's what all those are pretty much except for a few self-help books that's what you are going to get from me so I'm going to do I think two or three more questions and then we're going to call it a day okay hair and skincare tips essentials I'm going to put this one in here because you guys are always asking me I hate when bloggers content creators influencers are like they're always asking me well like you guys literally are so I'm going to put this in here favorite hair and skincare tips let's start with with hmm, hair care. Okay. I'm currently very into hair care and here is what I've been doing. I've been trying to only wash my hair twice a week to really let the natural hair oils sink in. I've also been a huge fan of castor oil. I'll put it on my scalp once a week before I wash and I'll leave it in for like 30 minutes to an hour. I'll do it before. So I'll put the castor oil in when I wake up and I'll massage it into my scalp and I'll usually also put the Olaplex number three on at that same time and then I'll go work out and then I'll rinse it out when I wash my hair after my workout. So I like to do that. I'm a huge fan of Olaplex products. I really like the Bond Smoother and the Bonding Oil. I put the Bonding Oil or the kerastase I think that's how you say it, Kerastay. Their Blonde Absolute Hair Oil on in-between washes. I really like it. I'll do it like every night and just put it on my ends and that's like a huge tip i've heard to put oil on your hair Every day, so that it doesn't get dry between your washes. And I've noticed a huge difference. I've also been really loving the L'Oreal Dream Length Shampoo and Conditioner. Now, this isn't necessarily like a clean hair care product. I know I'm a huge advocate for clean hair care and beauty products, but I just decided to go back to classic drugstore. It isn't sulfate free, it isn't any of that, but I honestly really love it. And it has castor oil in it. So I'm a huge fan having some more coffee. Huge fan of that. And so I wash my hair twice a week. I also like doing a hair mask. I really like the Brigio Don't Despair Repair hair mask. It's a really good hydrating and strengthening hair mask. And I also really like the Karaste Blonde Absolute shampoo cream and the hair mask From that line, it's like the purple blonde absolute. Like all those products, they sent them to me, but I've actually been in heaven and it feels so good on my hair. I really like the Bumble and Bumble Hairdresser Invisible Oil and the Brigio, it's like an anti-frizz milk. Let me grab the name for you. Let's see, Brigio, Brigio? Is that how you say it? Briogeo, Briogeo. It's the... Okay, so I like the Don't Despair Repair Deep Conditioning Mask. And then I like the Farewell Frizz Rosarco Milk Leave-In Conditioner. I just have the mini one of this. And I put it, one spray in the palm of my hand with the Bumble and Bumble Hairdresser Invisible Oil. After I do the bonding oil and the Bond Smoother from... Olaplex. So essentially what my hair care routine is, once a week I'll do the castor oil on my scalp with the Olaplex number three. Then I will shower and wash my hair with the Dreamlinks shampoo and conditioner. I've been mixing it with the Drunk Elephant one just because I still have it from the summer. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I've been mixing it because it's a bit more hydrating. And then when I come out of the shower I always do the Olaplex bond smoother and bonding oil. I do a pea sized amount of the bond smoother with three drops of the bonding oil. I mix it together in the palms of my hands and then I like make claws with my hands and I run it through my hair. And then I put one spray of the Bumble Mumble Invisible Oil and one spray of the Brigio Leave-In Conditioner Milk thing in my hand. And I do the same thing. And I also scrunch my hair because I have curly hair. So I just do a scrunching motion. And that is pretty much my, like, hair care routine when I come out of the shower and everything. And then every night or every morning, depending on what I feel, or even like both, I put a little bit of the bonding oil or I'll do the Karis Day, the Blonde Absolute hair oil. Very, very small amount. Rub it on my hands so it's basically absorbed into my hands and then just put it on the ends of my hair for keeping it nice and hydrated. And that is essentially my hair care routine. I try not to put too much heat on it, but when I do, all my hair care products are heat protectants. Always make sure you use a heat protectant before you put heat on. And I'm trying not to use hair elastics. Only hair elastic I've been using is like the like the spirally coily. I I'll link it. The coil like hair elastic. That's like, I don't know, that. And then I've also been now I saw someone suggested to just only use claw clips, so I went to Shoppers Drug Mart, which is like the Canadian version of like CVS, and I got a big claw clip, and I'm going to start using that when I'm working out instead of hair ties. That's my hair care routine. Skin care. For skincare, I keep it pretty simple, I'd like to say. I been using the OC facial cleanser in the shower and then so I do that in the morning and at night I use the drunk elephant one and then I will put in the morning, a vitamin C caffeine serum from Use to the People, followed with my pharmacy Honey Halo moisturizer with the Drunk Elephant bronzing drops mixed in. And then on top, I put the Peter Thomas Roth Max Mineral Sunscreen, and I'm looking forward to trying out the Coco Kind one because that one is almost done. And I got sent the Coco Kind one, which I've been dying to try, but I always wear SPF. And then for night, I do the Drunk Elephant Cleanser and then I'll put on the Ordinary Glycolic Acid Toner followed with the Drunk Elephant Lala Retro Moisturizer. Every other night, I've been using the Coco Cocokines Resurfacing Sleeping Mask and putting that on my face. It is a plant-based derived retinol alternative, so I've been doing that and yeah, that's my skincare. I don't really do too much, nothing too crazy. Sometimes I'll use niacinamide serum or hyaluronic acid serum, but that is pretty much my skincare. I like to keep it pretty simple and not too complicated. I'm going to do one last question before I sign off here. Okay, there is a lot of questions about getting over heartbreak, and you guys know that I'm currently going through that. So this is what I've been doing. I gave myself new goals to focus on because I'm the type of person that likes goals and I like having something to work towards. So I have a goal of moving out. So I set a budget and that is what I'm focusing on right now. So set a goal and plan how you are going to achieve that goal and basically like date that goal. Another tip is to really surround yourself with friends and to lean into them, message them when you feel like messaging your ex, message them when you wanna rant, message them about anything. Just go back into your friendships and really use them to help support you that's what your friends are there for working out has also been a huge thing and positive affirmations to change my mindset around what happened with the breakup whether your breakup was mutual or you ended it or they ended it or it was messy or it was clean whatever positive affirmations and working out and focusing on yourself and loving yourself is a huge key helper but really keeping yourself busy and also don't be afraid to get back out there you don't have to necessarily go on dates right away but even just like casually talking to other people Can help like even if you're just talking to them, view it as a friend. You're talking to this person as a friend. You don't have to force yourself to go out on a date, but just put yourself back out there, show yourself that there's other people, there's other fish in the sea. And as my friend Noam said, the things that are meant to be, you're not gonna lose them and they're not gonna leave you. So clearly, this person was not meant to be, and bigger things are coming in store. Take what you can learn from that relationship, whether it be about what you like in relationships, what you like about yourself, things you want to do. Do whatever it may be, take it and move forward with your life. And just know that you are one frog closer to your prince, as my mom always says. But that is just my little piece of advice also know that it's okay to be sad it's okay to let yourself grieve and just know that it's gonna get easier and you will have a roller coaster journey you're gonna have days where you feel really good and you feel really happy and you're not even thinking about them and then you're gonna have days or moments where it totally consumes you and you feel completely heartbroken again as if it just happened but just know that one you're not alone two you are so young and And there's so much more to life than just this. And date yourself. You already are in a relationship. You're in a relationship with yourself. Focus on you. Focus on bettering you. Put on some music. I really like Joshua Bassett's new album, the song Sorry I Feel. Really resonates with me. I highly recommend just venting that out. I even like Skin by Sabrina Carpenter. Have little dance parties. Go on drives. Blast that music. Scream those lyrics. Do what makes you feel your best. But anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of morning Gray. i hope you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to rate review and subscribe as it really helps support the pod i love you guys so much and we'll chat soon love you No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning.